Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of SAPTech Pod, The Future Is Now. This is the podcast where we delve into the fascinating world of technology. I'm your host, Kay, and today we have a special guest, Alison, who not only possesses extensive experience in the field of TV production and post-production, but she also works for the university, supporting and managing industry collaborations. Let's uh, join me in uncovering Alison's background and her insight into the ever-evolving and exploring the crucial role technology plays today. Welcome, Alison. Hello, Kay. Thanks for having me today. Great. Well, Alison, let's start by understanding your journey in TV production and post-production. What made you interested in this field? How did you get started? What sparked it? Okay, so um, the way I got started into TV production and post-production is probably via my family, really. I've got a strong family background from my parents and my grandfather in the film and TV industry. So my grandfather was a stills photographer back in in the 1920s and 30s and he worked on British feature films and then um, my mum and dad they met in the film industry and worked out of some studios in a place called Elstree um, which is in the south of England and uh, my mum was the first assistant film editor for a highly technical role and my father was a sound mixer and recordist and a dubbing mixer so they worked on a lot of feature films together, uh, 1960s TV series. My father later then went to work for the London TV station Thames Television as a sound recordist and that kind of like um, influenced my formative years. I went on work experience with him on some um, TV shows and I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in the TV business, which I then went on to do. Wow, wow, wow. That sounds really, really exciting. It sounds like it runs in the blood in your family. It's in your DNA. goes back to the 1920s. So you've got a long history of um, TV production, technology and and all that. Absolutely, yes. Um, so how did, you, did your love for technology intertwine with your passion for TV production? Or would you say you love technology? And does it intertwine with TV production? Perhaps that's... Yeah. I, I would say, um, yes, I absolutely, I'm a tech head, I'm a bit of a geek, but not necessarily with computers, because both of my parents were technicians, and both uh, um, editing and sound are really, really technical roles, uh, engineering roles almost. Um, it, I, I grew up with that and it influenced me, but um, I'm really, really creative as well. Um, oh, yeah. And I think um, I love... Uh, technology because it underpins all of the TV production and post-production um, processes before a TV show airs or before it's streamed because everything's streamed now or before a feature film is shown at a cinema for its theatrical release. Uh, digital production is is just uh, it underpins every stage of the production and post-production process so we have digital cameras that run on SD cards um, uh, everything is ingested onto enormous computers where it's then edited, usually using Avid Media Composer or something similar. Um, and then the final post-production uh, process always involves um, digital editing suites and final uh, mixing suites. And theatrical releases are um, actually um, shown in a cinema, often from a massive hard drive, which is called a, a DCP which um, stands for Digital Cinema Package. So everything is underpinned by technology and 
it's always been part of my parents' life, but working life, and certainly my working life um, in the film and TV business. Yeah, absolutely. And we go way back to the early days of the analog tape VCR. And today, you could, like you said, you just mentioned it. We we stream, but yeah, we don't we don't know. As a person like myself, who's not really into the production side of things, we have little or no idea of the amount of work, the vast amount of work it takes to come up with a certain production. And um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's, there's so much that's interesting and involved, um, certainly in the production, but also the post-production processes of film and television now, because uh, everything's on, uh, uh, is saved to the cloud. Yeah. Everything's manipulated on computers. Uh, we color grade on computers. Um, visual effects is another huge, huge area, a growth area for jobs, most definitely, because you virtually every, film or TV show you see now has some sort of visual effects, VFX in it. All of that is created and computer generated. And it, it, it takes armies of very talented, skilled technicians, but also creative technicians to um, composite, to superimpose um, 3D animation into real, real world scenarios on the screen. And that's just one stage of the post-production process. And one of my roles um, within TV was uh, as a post-production coordinator and supervisor. So I was in charge of managing all of those different departments uh, uh, to schedule them all um, so that we would make transmission to a transmission schedule. And in, uh, obviously the, the, the role of the post-supervisor now is very much about you know streaming deadlines and what usually happens on all of the streamers like Netflix, Apple TV, Amazon Prime is that they will basically upload an entire series yeah. which takes hundreds and hundreds of technicians to make they'll they'll upload that series all in one hit now so you're not just working to a, a one show deadline you're working to a, a series of like six or 12 50 minute episodes and that the the post-production processes on those could take armies of individuals up to you know 12 years 18 months from after yeah. Uh, a production has finished shooting so it's, it's hugely technical hugely complicated lots of different people involved in those processes all underpinned by technology incredible and the technology to support it as well you know to make sure it streams well so you need the right um, company or organization to support that you need the right uh, servers for that the the foundation of the the technology itself to to come yeah. up Yes, Kate. I mean, one thing I'd say about that is security is key to protecting the intellectual property and the and the secrecy of a project before it airs or before it streams. So it's really important that, you know, everything is locked down as well, because all, most technology is cloud based now and you have crews of individuals that are working across the world on one project. Uh, it's, um, you know, cloud cloud-based technology has to be super secure, lots of encryption, lots of um, many-factor authentication so that it can't be copied or, or shown illegally yeah. before it um, has its theatrical release. And technology underpins absolutely every element of that. Of course, of course. It's fascinating. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a big subject and um, we've got to somehow compartmentalize the type of technology and put it together. Like it, It's like um, a chef putting together a meal 
and bits of the things on the plate to put it together to serve it to your customers or to your clients but who are the cooks on on the certain part, part of piece meals on on the plate if that makes sense yeah that's that's <laughs> a really really good way of putting it i always i used to run some training for the bbc i worked uh, when i worked at the bbc and i used to run the post-production training elements to teach um production teams what's involved in post-production at a very simple level without getting too techy. And I likened post-production to decorating a Christmas tree. So if you've got your finished film or your TV project and it's the Christmas tree base, what you then need to do is you put the baubles on, you put the tinsel, you put the lights, and they're all different layers of post-production processes. And then you finally put the star or the fairy on top of the Christmas tree. And that's the point where you actually transmit or you air your your project your product and it does help you to understand but i do like your your chef's uh analogy of um th those processes because it's not dissimilar <laughs> yeah yeah it's not too dissimilar it's fascinating okay yeah. now um, let's shift gears and talk a bit about your current role at the university um it's 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 a big role i'm sure it is you know supporting the next yeah. supporting the students so yeah how do you do how do you collaborate how do you manage manage the um, industry collaborations so it's probably best um okay, if i just met, uh, explain a little bit about what i do i i, I work for um a school in a big university but the school specializes in um delivering undergraduate degrees and postgraduate degrees in creative technologies so all of the areas i've been talking about film television visual effects virtual production games music technology we run courses in that and um, my job now is to act as uh, a liaison point an agent for managing industry partnerships across all of our undergraduate degrees and there are currently 13. so i work with businesses uh sole traders freelancers to broker different industry opportunities into every part of um every part or every course that we that we deliver and I'm not going to lie it's it's a busy job it's very very busy i'm sort of like a talent agent if you will and um how i collaborate in answer to your question um well i've been kind of doing it in every element of the jobs that i've done to date really so collaboration is a key part of uh, booking uh, post-production processes in film and television you just you, you do a lot of talking you make a lot of phone calls yeah. you have a lot of meetings to properly discuss and understand what um individual uh, departments need and then yeah i spend a lot of time um emailing and on zoom call yeah and on teams calls um, to make sure that we've got the right team of individuals working for our businesses that are offering students opportunities really so yeah it's just busy multiple plates spinning all the time <laughs> yeah 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 amazing yeah so it, it sounds like it's um no one day is the same for you because you've got to you know do different things collaborate talk to different people and um having to think yeah. of those i suppose <laughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously, uh, now, now a lot of us are working online and uh, we're working remotely. Um, I still meet a lot of clients um, in person, face to face, but I also do a lot of Teams calls and Zoom calling as well. So, yeah, it's just very busy, as you say, no yeah. two days the same. But, um, yeah, it certainly keeps my brain active. <laughs> yeah, embracing technology as well, because it's... it's, it's yeah. 
everything's online. I mean, I use technology, um, you know, we're speaking at the moment on a Zoom call, but yeah, absolutely, technology is at the heart of all of my planning. I use um, a CRM that has been bespoke for the work I need to do, which is a project management tool as well. It's called Podio. Um, it's been bespoke, so it's got uh, different areas that needs updating. So I spend a lot of time um, being, my job is enabled by technology and continues to be so and always has in whatever sector of work I've worked in. I'm, a, I'm always on a laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, it's it's remarkable how technology is not just um, transform how your TV production and post production, but it's also the way of the way we work today. Completely. Um, I, I, I fully embrace technology as an enabler but i'm also aware that um you know people can use it for uh, nefarious means i spoke earlier about um ensuring that before a feature film or a tv show is released it doesn't end up being um you know hacked into so and, and shown on the internet before it's due to air for example but you know um yeah we all have to be mindful of um of technology and the fact that people can can get to it <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's not just um embracing it but it also comes with its own challenges so it's i mean yeah just on that you know stealing copyright um you know a, a lot of the creative industries well all creative industries um you know they they need um every stage of the process has some sort of like you know copyright attached to it whether it's um, a writer's work is copyrighted so that it's their work or even right up to, you know, a, a finished film. It's all copyright protected. And, um, you know, it's important that we um, preserve those rights and make sure that um, everybody gets the cut that they deserve without somebody kind of accidentally stealing copyright or, or intentionally stealing copyright yeah. at the wrong point in the production or post-production process so copyright is key to creative industries really that's why a lot of people um are, or everyone that works in creative industries often have to sign what, what's called a non-disclosure agreement which is kind of like um it's a secrecy clause which um they sign and they consent to not reveal the secrets of a project or its post-production or its workflow processes which so even now technology is at such a stage where we're entering the world of virtual production which is really interesting but even the workflow of virtual production needs to be copyright protected almost because yeah. it's such a new area of development that the industry is still um kind of like adapting to it now and working out quicker and faster ways and more cost-effective ways yeah. to um, introduce virtual production into their post-production processes and so even the workflows are copyright protected now <laughs> yeah yeah technology that's one of the one of the big topics security cloud yeah absolutely yeah always and another one is AI which is a big subject these days what are your thoughts on artificial intelligence have you got any any thoughts my thoughts well, <laughs> <laughs> i do have thoughts on artificial yeah. intelligence i have a lot of thoughts it's um for me I, I, i'm sort of like i'll i'll start with a sentence that i could conclude on um yeah. for me artificial intelligence is a bit like the a wild west yeah. at the moment it's like so new 
and it's hitting and influencing all elements of our society hard and fast. Yeah. Um, that it feels a little bit like the early internet where we're in the dial-up era of the internet in the uh, early to mid 90s where people go to the internet an internet cafe and, and dial-up was really, really slow. Um, it's like we don't know what we don't know at the moment with AI in the same way as we didn't know really know what the internet was when it, it was first introduced. And also, um, it feels also, AI is similar to, to you know, the early noughties when, um, you know, music was suddenly available to download digitally uh, and we were moving away from analogue formats like, well, semi-analogue formats like CD, for example, certainly tape or vinyl. And um, a lot of music, producers and artists were losing their intellectual property rights coming back to copyright protection because people were just uh, illegally downloading streams or streaming their music from the internet without actually paying for it so they weren't receiving royalties for example ai feels a little bit like that but on steroids because you can literally um you know you can go on to say chat gpt and you can type in type me a film script yeah. in the style of pulp fiction and uh, it, basically ai will generate that film script in less than a minute and that's so for me in terms of creative industries ai again needs to be treated with caution but embraced and used correctly and for that you need good gatekeepers and moderators of ai in terms of university and uh, the job in the sector that I work in now, um, plagiarism is a key theme of um, student work. So we have um, software that's been used for years in, in university land called Turnitin, which detects whether plagiarism, when a student has stolen somebody else's words or work, when they um, produce an essay or a piece of work, um, but they, they pass it off as their own, but it's actually not theirs. They've, they've, they've stolen it from someone else and they're pretending that it's their academic writing. Yeah. So Turnitin is the piece of software that basically um, detects plagiarism in student work. However, AI has come along and it's kind of like it's really hard. It has been really hard for Turnitin to spot AI in student work. Yeah. And it's only this year in April that um, some new software plugins for Turnitin have been added in to detect AI in academic writing. So things are moving really, really fast, Kay. Yeah. And so I say AI is great. Embrace it. It's new technology. It's an enabler. But um, proceed with caution so it isn't used for the wrong reasons, really. Yeah, yeah, and it needs to be used ethically as well. So there are companies and corporations out there who are uh, coming up with the solutions and, uh, like you said, the plugins for it to help uh, yeah. the security side of it. Um, yeah, I love that you hit it, hit the nail on the head on on um, security, cloud, AI. It's 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 amazing. It's so fascinating. It's it's such a broad subject. We could go on and on chatting about. Oh, oh. But yeah, we could. Great. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you had some time to spare um, to share your experiences and your thoughts on um, these topics. Um, just to go off pissed a little bit, um, did you... Oh, running out of time. Just give me two seconds. Um, yeah, okay, let's get... Let's five minutes. We've got another five minutes. I've just got a timer on me. Um, 
have you experienced use SAP before? Which is the software that I've um, I'm working with. <laughs> SAP um, has touched my soul um, in the past because um, it was introduced as um, software for accounting um, back when I was still working at the BBC in the uh, early noughties, so in the 2000s. Yeah. And it was just being introduced to, to underpin all of our accounting processes and procedures at the BBC. So that was my one brush with SAP, Kay. But since then, no, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Were you a user or just um, bypass? Just I, I use it a little bit. I, no, we, we used it for raising purchase orders and things like oh. that. And depending on your job role was how how much it sort of like um, you used it in your in your daily role. So I use it for purchase orders and um, yeah, uh, yeah, procurement effectively. But um, other than that, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't used it since. Okay, okay. So not much. Um exposure to SAP if you like okay that's fine yeah just thought I'd, I'd ask the question um yeah it's such a broad software I'm not going to talk about it right now we're, we're, we're focusing on you but can you share your before we sign off can you share your any final thoughts on the future of the industry with technology and the uh, wow got it so future of the creative industry is I, I just see um technology continuing to run amok and enable um, lots and lots of uh, processes which took hours will take milliseconds as a result of technology. Um, artificial intelligence, as I said before, just layers uh, another layer of speed um, on top of that. But as I said earlier, I think we all need to proceed with caution and make sure we've got the right people who are moderating uh, and gatekeeping um, artificial intelligence and technology generally to ensure that um, it's being used ethically and um, correctly um, for, for for the for the great to good I would say and long may it rain of course yeah thank you so much Alison for sharing your thank you Kay thank you TV production and post production and underpinned by technology it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Kay. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, that concludes another episode of SAPTech Pod. The future is now. We hope you have enjoyed this deep dive into Alison's background and the, the integral role technology plays in TV production and post-production. Join us next time as we continue to unravel the exciting world of technology and how it's affecting our everyday lives. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and stay connected. Until then, keep exploring, keep creating, and keep innovating. Bye for now. Bye.